Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, make sure you're listening for Just the Tips. Amber's got you. Every Thursday morning on our show in the 8 o'clock hour, it's sponsored by East Coast Public Adjusters. Got your assets covered. Call 855-GET-ECPA. Or visit EastCoastPublicAdjusters.com. Don't set up for less. And make sure you're listening to Amber giving you just the tips on AM790 and FM 104.3 HD2, the ticket. Well, uh, we're going to talk to former Florida Panthers forward Sean Thornton. He took a job in the front office with the Panthers yesterday, and we're going to talk to him next hour. We'll talk a little about Stanley Cup final, although tonight you got nothing going on. Stanley Cup's taking an extra day. They're taking a travel day, so they'll play game three tomorrow night. NBA Finals back in action. Game game two is Sunday night, uh, which I guess when you look at it that way, it's like it's annoying that the NBA is taking that extra day. But you know what? I, I don't need Stanley Cup and NBA on the same night. Let's spread that baby out. So I, I can roll with that. Plus an 8 o'clock start on Sunday. We'll help you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can go with that. Uh, but hey, this weekend, okay, for the football fans out there, and we'll, we'll get back to the basketball. For the football fans out there, the, uh, the Orange Bowl Youth Football Alliance, all right? They got their youth football clinic. It, it is on this Saturday. June 3rd, it is at Ricardo Silva Stadium, FIU. That's your boy, Romberg. All right, so this Saturday, June 3rd, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. You can check it out. You can register online, community.orangebowl.org. And, of course, uh, running the show there is the head football coach at FIU, Butch Davis, who's with us here on the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. Coach, good morning. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, Zez, it's good to be with you, Brett, Amber. Good morning. So, what do you? So, what do you got going on this Saturday? I know you, you uh, and a bunch of your coaches are going to be teaching the drills to the kids. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Eric Palms, uh, the director of the Orange Bowl committee, obviously asked if we would uh, host uh, the Dade County Orange Bowl uh, youth football camp this this Saturday morning, and it'll it'll be a ton of fun. I, I have no idea how many youth will be out here, but it's it's from ages five to 13 and uh so it'll be a blast our coaches and a lot of our players are going to work in it and it'll be a good three hours of kids having a lot of fun learn a little bit of fundamentals about football and and uh i think it's a great thing that the orange bowl uh committee does you know for all the youth kids in dade county how about that uh, brett i want to i want to see coach butch davis coaching up the five and six year olds i want to see what that looks like Hey, hey, Brett, I want to try to take the five-year-olds and teach them speed rush off the edge, see if they can hit a quarterback. There's you know? no doubt. Three fingers in the dirt, <laughs> see what they can do. Yeah, that's, that's Get your I butt want. up in the air, yeah. you know, get some five-year-olds. Well, I, I will tell you that probably diving into the pit and hitting dummies and all that kind of stuff will be the highlight of the day, you know? And not too far after that, I know you got a couple other camps going on as well for yeah. high school kids coming in town as well, trying to earn themselves a scholarship or, or maybe get yeah. noticed. What do you got going on those dates? Yeah, Brett, that's a it's a great point. Obviously, on Sunday, the following day, uh, we do have a specialist camp, which is one of the things that very few schools do. Is we're trying to identify and, and give opportunities for a lot of kids that are place kickers, punters, and deep snappers. And so we've got that camp going on on Sunday. It's between ten thirty and two thirty, uh, or three o'clock on Sunday, and so that'll be really, really good. Then the following week. 
Uh, we've got our Adidas camp that's uh, uh, next Thursday, and so that'll be a big camp. They're expecting somewhere in the neighborhood of between five and six hundred kids to attend to that camp. And so, you know, in the way the, the way those things work, guys, is is that all the schools that are sponsored by Adidas, they have these camps all across the country. And Texas A&M, ourselves, uh, schools all up and down the East Coast and across the country, we can attend their camps, and they can attend our camps. So. Uh, any of the other Adidas schools, you know, so kids that are looking to maybe, you know, get an opportunity to uh, build a reputation for themselves, you know, that'll be a great camp coming in, and we're going to have that. That's going to be between 4 o'clock and 8.30 that night, and so that'll be a great camp. And so, you know, the month of June, the month of July, uh, you know, we're going to be packed. On the 10th, we're going to have another camp that will be an elite invitational type of a camp, so we're looking forward to that. And then July, probably the highlight that I'm excited about is, we're, we're going to institute. We're going to have a, a 64 team seven on seven tournament, and um, you know, we're hoping to get a lot of t- uh, teams from not only from South Florida but throughout the state of Florida to come down. And we're guaranteeing every team at least five games during, and you know, ha- have kind of the king of the cage uh, type of an idea where we play the highlights, the semifinals, and the finals that night under the stadium lights and stuff. And so hopefully, uh, you know, that'll be a great camp later on in the summer. We're going to try to do that on. Uh, July the um, the 22nd. So that'll be the end of the camps before we get started on our training camp. Yeah, it's got to be nice to go ahead and have a brand new style facility to to not only promote, but to show a lot of these high school kids the, the facilities at FIU are second to none, right? Yeah, you know, Brett, I mean, obviously one of the things that's really helped uh, this program is the fact that we've really tried to upgrade uh, the facilities. We're in the process, two brand new practice fields that were we expect those to be finished probably sometime around the 1st of August so that for our training camp, they'll be up and ready to go. But we're doing a, you know, we've done a little bit of a renovation in the strength and conditioning room with a nutrition bar. We've updated, we're building a player's lounge, a dining hall for the players underneath the stadium so that we can actually have meals here at the stadium for the players during the course of the season. We've done a lot of renovations in the facility itself. So, uh, you know, we're moving this meter forward as fast as we possibly can. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of the recruits as they come in here and, and see the commitment that the university has made to try to really build a uh, you know an, an elite football program. And my guess is is you're probably doing the same type of second summer session mentality that you did yeah. in Miami to get these guys in on campus, working out, yeah. getting underneath Swayze, and, uh, and getting a little bit more familiar with each other. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, Brett, we had we've probably got about eighty percent of them to be honest with you going in summer A. And uh, we had some kids that live a long ways home that wanted to go home for a couple of weeks, and they'll be back next week. And we'll start summer session B uh, begins, I think it starts on the 15th of June. So from that point on, in the next six weeks, kids will be in summer school, and they'll be working out. And like you said, with Andrew Swayze, Chad Brown, we got a great uh, Thomas Carroll. we got a great strength and conditioning group of guys. And so, as you well know, they'll get, they'll get a huge indoctrination into running and speed and position-specific type of training. So uh, we're excited about that. We got uh, we got the coach Butch Davis here with us, and again, you can uh, you can hang out with him and his coach and staff. They'll coach you up at the Orange Bowl uh, Youth Football Clinic. It is this Saturday. It is tomorrow, June third. You can check out more info and register at community.orangebowl.org. Uh, coach, are you paying attention to the NBA Finals at all? Are you spending any time with that last no, night? Ab- absolutely. I mean, I you know you love I-, I love all the sports when it gets down to the playoffs and certainly when you get into the finals because of the unbelievable elite 
amount of, you know, the competition and the passion that they play with. Brett knows, and you know, in the National Football League, as high intensity as the regular season is, the way that people dial it up when you get into the playoffs. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. And, obviously, the Warriors jumped out, and, I mean, they put a spanking on them. So, it'll be interesting to see if Cleveland can bounce back and a lot of pressure on LeBron. I wonder if that's I wonder what it's like for someone like yourself who's always, you know, been a football coach and, you know, it's one and done for obvious reasons in, in football playoffs and, and in college football and bowl games and whatnot. But like you're watching a game like last night and it's a series now. OK, so the coaches, they got to adjust. They got to change up strategies, yeah. maybe game two, game three, game four. Like, do you ever wonder, you know, what that's like? Because you, you, you've never had that type of scenario for football. Yeah, not really. I mean, probably the closest thing that we had is one of the years that we were uh, driving towards the Super Bowls. We actually had to play the Philadelphia Eagles three times, home and away during the regular season. Then we had to play them in the playoffs. And and it is. I mean, when you play somebody, and those are obviously not series. They're not back-to-back. There's games in between them and stuff. But, uh, you know, you kind of look at, okay, what can we do? You know, what did we do wrong? What did we do right? What adjustments do we need to make? And obviously in basketball, you know, it's a lot of it is huge matchups. And, uh, you know, is there a way that we can kind of change some of the matchups that maybe will, uh, you know, make it a little bit more convenient for us to, uh, to you know, to keep them from scoring, play better defense, better rebounds. I mean, coaches are going to sit back and you're going to look at like, you know, you know, what was, you know, did we shoot well? You know, where did we shoot well from? What was the percentages? Were we in the paint? Were, you know, how many fast breaks and those kinds of things can we eliminate and keep shots and, and keep them off the foul line. So there's a lot of things that, you know, I'm sure that all the coaching staffs are talking about. But right now, I'll tell you what, the Warriors, I mean, they are loaded. I, I don't know. I've seen a better gifted team since maybe the Michael Jordan Chicago Bull teams when they were just, you know, the elite team of the NBA. What took me back was listening to Coach Bolster, the Miami Heat coach. We went over and interviewed him a couple of years ago, and he said that they went up to Seattle, and they sat in with Pete Carroll, and, and he wanted to learn what Pete Carroll was doing that was becoming so successful up in Seattle. And I was, I was kind of shocked. Kelly, too, out. when Chip was at Oregon. Chip yeah, Kelly and he went and visited Kelly. And, and I'm, I'm just I'm wondering, yeah. what uh, has that ever happened to you? Do you ever cross over into another sport to go listen or go sure. watch to find out what other great coaches are doing that makes things yeah. work? You know what was interesting? It's a good question, but I, John Calipari at Kentucky, uh, they were playing North Carolina in basketball, and he came over and sat in the office and, and walked around. We went through the strength and conditioning room, and we walked around, and, and you know, we talked about things. And, and I do think that, you know, coaches, if you get a chance to speak to anybody, and I would love the opportunity. I, I got a chance when I was at the University of Miami a, a couple of times to talk to Pat Riley at some community relations things and some uh, charity deals, and you try to pick their brain and – and, uh, you know, and find out, you know, how did they get to be that kind of an elite coach? And what do they do in their practices? What do they do in their managerial? What's the core curriculum? One of the, one of the guys, and I'll be honest with you, Bobby Cox, when he was the manager of the, of the Atlanta Braves, he had a coach that had been with him and he'd been in the, in the Major League Baseball for 50 years. His name was Jim Beecham. And, and uh, Jim had been a, a minor league manager, but he was with Bobby Cox the entire time. And I, I spent tons of times talking to them about how they built the roster of the Atlanta Braves when I was at the University of Miami. And they talked to lead about going out and getting great athletes and then teaching them to play baseball as opposed to going out and looking at high school kids and stuff that are like the elite baseball players at, at 15, 16, 17 years old. And that's, you know, when you, when you walked into the Atlanta Braves baseball locker room and you looked at the guys that were in there, the Chipper Joneses and a lot of those guys, I mean, they look like NFL tight ends and, and, and NFL, you know, linebackers and stuff. I mean, they were huge. They were 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and, and, you know, they talked about, 
about all the different athletic things that they had done in high school as a, you know in addition to baseball and um, and it, it was it's very interesting to pick somebody else's mind that uh, has had huge success in other sports to kind of find out you know what would maybe fit into your program. Well, look, a uh, bunch of the kids out there, I got a chance to pick uh, Coach Butch Davis's mind tomorrow, right? You can hang out with him and yeah. his staff, community.orangebowl.org. You can get involved. You can hang out. It's at Ricardo Silva Stadium down there at FIU. And, uh, look, always love when you check in with us, Coach. Uh, oh. have, have fun this weekend, and good luck with uh, the camps this summer. Thank you, Zaz. Guys, it's great to be with you and look forward to always talking to you. All right, Coach. There you go. That's all right. The, that's, Have a good day. All right. See you, Butch. That's that Coach Butch Davis right there. He loves the NBA Finals. He's he's into it. Yeah, I was Butch, surprised. Butch is into sports, man. He loves them. Yeah, clearly. Sports. Like I, I, he, I could have talked about the Finals a whole lot more. Funny story about the summer session stuff that a lot of people don't realize that the kids come back to school to try to, whether they have horrible grades throughout the year or they're just trying to fast track or have the ability to kind of add a little bit of uh, credit hours to their curriculum. Second summer session became a mandatory thing at Miami. Coming from Canada, we have three years of university at that point in time when I was in school. We had 13 years of high school. No clue whatsoever coming into the University of Miami in January. No clue about the summer session stuff. I thought that like when your exam was over in May something, you're gone until you got to come back to go to camp. And I was still kind of not aware of how things work because in America, the way you guys do football is insane. The the springs, the the, the camps in high school, the – the, the preseason stuff that they did in Canada, we would like show up a week before the season starts and just start playing football. So there was nothing really drastic about high school football. That's why your football's your football. And yeah, that's ex- exactly. So I proceed to stay at home. I put on 21 pounds when I got home that <laughs> first summer. Uh, I spent the whole first summer session hanging out, pounding my chest, saying, hey, I'm Brett Romberg. I'm the local hometown hero that just got a scholarship to University of Miami. Uh, even though Miami wasn't good at the time, still nobody out of my area was doing what I was doing. So I thought I was really cool. Too much I, that Canadian pizza? Way too much Canadian pizza. <laughs> I'm in the back of my house. My dad has this like big lobster boil because I'm getting ready to finally go back to the University of Miami whenever I want. I'm just going to show back up. Anyway, <laughs> I get like three or four missed calls from Art Kehoe, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about, man? I'm in my backyard getting ready to have a little lobster boil. <laughs> he goes, we started summer session two days ago, and your teachers are telling me you're not even in your class. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean class? We don't have class until freaking August. What are you saying? We started, su- you know what, summer session? And he's losing his mind on the phone. And I said, all right, I'll get on a plane tomorrow then. I show up. Such I, a bummer. Thought you were going to have a summer up, now you're going to go to class. It's unbelievable. I show up. I'm at I'm at Fort Lauderdale Airport because I wanted to save money, so I flew Spirit. I call him. I'm like, hey, you come pick me up? And he's like, what? What? I said, hey, I'm at, I'm at Fort Lauderdale Airport. Can you come pick me up? Kehoe's like, you're joking, right? I said, no, come pick me up. He said, look, man, you already committed. My recruitment's over with you. You need to find a way to get down. So I had to spend like $80 on a cab ride to get to the University of Miami. I still had gel in my hair. I had to grab my suitcases, put them in my locker, and Swayze said, just go start running right now. I had to go run 26 110s. 110, the football field, length of the football field, sprinting now. I had to make them in 16 seconds. 26 of them with a 40-second 40 second rest. I thought I was going to die. I was 20-something pounds overweight, fresh off of a plane with gel still in my hair. My suitcases are in my locker. I am dead, and I got to go room with Robert Sampson on an empty campus. Robert Sampson was a six foot six, 320-pound black dude who I had no relationship with, but it's me and him living in an apartment for a month with no vehicle. You guys got to know each other. Boys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.